content warning. This podcast contains coarse language and cheeky themes. So if you've got kids in the car, colleagues in the office, or a nonna in the kitchen, chuck some headphones in. Who the bloody hell are we? Conversations about immigration and culture in Australia with your hosts, Mel and Sonia. Hello, listeners, and welcome to season two of Who the Bloody Hell Are We? Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Joining me today once again is Melissa Viola. Oh, hello, Sonia. Hi. Welcome back. Welcome back to the studio. Welcome back to my heart. Thanks for having me on my own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you enjoy recording season one? Oh, God, yeah. It was so much fun. I feel like it was so... So many... Awesome things came out of it that I was not expecting. Yep. And I'm so excited to come back because it's been a really long time. It has. Although um, it hasn't, but it kind of has too. Yeah, yeah. We're obviously like worlds away from where we were, basically started recording pre-COVID. Yeah. And now it's like a very different um, state of affairs Started in recording in January. In January, and yeah. finished our last episode, episode six with David, beautiful David. Yes. Um, in the very start of March. And, I mean, March to May, not a major break. However, oh, yeah. time feels so weird at the moment. <laughs> it's a definite shift, a yeah. huge shift in the world. We are using these first episodes of each season to talk about our heritage and um our experiences, uh, but also learn more about Italian culture that um, perhaps we haven't delved into in the past. So it is a an absolute world away since when we started recording, but um, we are still very excited to bring you um, a new season, more great guests, and uh, this first episode we thought we would look at music. Yes. Yes. Italian music. Italian music. Yeah. Something that I've rejected for a really long time. Really? It's so funny. I think, I don't, I rejected is harsh, but I always, it always makes me think of like my mum and I'm like 14 and just like, no, I don't want to listen to this. And just like totally rejecting it just on the premise that I couldn't really understand it. Yeah. I had a similar experience too. Um, I, cause I grew up listening to a lot of Italian folk music. Um, my parents would have a cassette tape in the car and, um, you know, the piano accordion is a beautiful instrument for one song, but a whole (laughs) cassette tape full. It just swirls in your mind. And that would honestly push me over the edge. Yeah. Yeah. I actually created a playlist on Spotify to share some of my uh, some of the songs I remember as a child. Um, did you take a listen? Or I did, you... and it was frightening. Right. I loved it. I loved right. it because I was in bed listening to the podcast p- p- playlist, prepping for this, and I was like, I really wonder what song's going to have because I knew there was some, like, new pop music on there, and I assumed there'd be, like, you know, the obvious stuff, like Fallout and things like that. Cool, amazing. But then the first song you put... <laughs> Should I it play it? like... <laughs> It was honestly like... What did you think? I thought you were joking. It, really? it was like something... Did you think I was joking because it's just like... So over This the is top. like if someone was going to, let's make up a Italian folk song and it's a bit of a caricature. That's exactly what I mean. Yeah. It's like I'm in right. year seven and I've made a PowerPoint presentation and the music in the background I put on, this is what it is. It's okay. so extra. Uh, let's take a listen to that first song.
quando spunta il sole l'anello abruzzo tutto d'oro le prosperose campagnole discendono le valli in fiore I mean no disrespect no. and I, it is just so adorable and so jiggy. Yeah, it is. But uh, like I said, the, the tone of the piano accordion was quite similar through, yeah. the, you know, all these cassette tapes. My friend's dad uh, grew up in the northwest and, oh no, yeah, no, in the north, pardon me, and his dad made him learn the piano accordion and, you know, this is the late 70s, early 80s. This guy, you know, he's a rocker. He didn't want to play the piano accordion. He's a young Aussie dude. Mm-hmm. He's not a wog. Mm-hmm. He changed his name. He didn't want anything to do with it. And his, his dad made him play the piano accordion. So he threw his piano accordion off a tram <gasps> oh so that God. he could be like, oh, it's broken. I can't play it. But because it's the fucking all the wogs in the area knew him, the tram driver knew his dad and told him what happened. That is so extreme. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Well, why, wouldn't you just hide it and say you've lost it? So sad. Like, throw it off a he tram. Threw it off a tram. Oh my goodness! He, but I feel like that is a common experience that we uh, both mentioned because listening to these songs as a kid. And then as a teenager, you know, I was like a brooding, angsty teenager. So I oh, wanted to listen to photos, like Marilyn Manson and fucking <laughs> System of a Down and shit. Like I was like, oh, this is so lame. I hate this. And now, uh, well, my taste in music has expanded, but also like I can appreciate um, the beauty of the instruments, etc. But and you also, wouldn't listen to a whole cassette of it. Like that's a not lot a whole for your cassette, parents. Not a whole cassette. Um, yeah. See, because yeah. we never listened to music like that. Mm. Um, I mean, they it, I, I, re- <laughs> I rejected things like Claudio Baglione, which is like 70s swooning, like romantic music, which is really daggy, but mm. like my mum was obsessed with him. And like Eros Ramazzotti, like yeah, just like, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. powerful love yeah. ballads, which I now love because they're right. so extra. But at the time I was like, ugh. But I still do not know it to this day, as much as I love my heritage, yeah. that I could listen to something like Italian folk music. Really? Because when I think of Italian folk music, I'm going to say it, it mm. sounds very ignorant. I yeah. was thinking like an Italian Simon and Garfunkel, you know, something like no, chill, no. singing about the hills or whatever, you know, but you meant it literally. Well, it's really funny because that, that's the other thing is the lyrics. Um, some of them are hilarious. Like you can hear a song and it's like, ooh, an operatic voice, uh, beautiful instruments, uh, Italian folk. What could this be about? And it's like about a dead rooster or something <laughs> like that. But the song we we just heard, a snippet of, that is about, um, it's set in Abruzzo and it's about a country girl and um, they're saying, uh, they're kind of saying uh, the country air is beautiful and your eyes, you know, sparkle when you're here and you belong in the country, um, you know, this is where you should live. And then that part of the song is about her, um, like, she comes back to the country after being the city and she recounts all these tales of the city, but it's kind of like, no, oh, stay nice. in the country. It is. It I is. thought you were going to say something bad. I thought that was going to take no, a weird no, no. turning point. I'm about that. Um, so this is another uh, classic we used to listen to a lot in the car. 
that version is by Sandra in Massimo. Um, oh, that's we, cute. Yeah, First you, name basis. Yeah, you still listen to a slightly different version, but um, it's uh, Mamma mia, dammi cento lire, che in America voglio andare. <laughs> mum, uh, give me a hundred lira because I want to go to America. <laughs> and then the mum responds, I will give you a hundred lira, but America, you won't go to America. America, no, no, no. <laughs> right? And that's how I sort of remembered the song. Mm. And re-listening to the whole thing now, it is so uh, crazy because the story goes on to say, well, the song goes on to say um, that, you know, she asks for the money, mum says no, but her brothers say, come on, let her go to America, give her the $100. Mm-hmm. And then so she does and uh, the daughter sets sail for America, um, the boat um, oh, crashes, <laughs> she gets flung into the ocean and eaten by a whale <laughs> and Ballo? so... Is- Balena, uh, Balena, yeah, yeah. She gets go. eaten by her, her, um, yeah, pure skin gets eaten by the whale, oh. and so the end of the song, she says, uh, "My mother was right, <laughs> and my brothers were wrong." <gasps> so, God, what parent propaganda? It is the ultimate guilt, guilt trip yes. song. Like, oh listen God. to your mother. Also, that's victim blaming at its finest. It's so great. She gets eaten by a whale. I was like, I should have listened listen to mama. To your mother, Fuck. otherwise you will get eaten by a whale. Don't have dreams of going to America. (laughs) But it's, I never um, realised that that was the lyrics because the song is so upbeat. Yeah, And, you know, That's how they get you. My nonna would sing, like, nursery rhymes and silly songs Mm. a lot, like my dad's mum. And then her husband, my nonno, loved opera and listened to Verdi and Puccini and loved opera, wow. but I never understood it because it's so intense. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, I mean, this is family folklore. I don't know if it's true. Maybe someone once made a joke in passing, but he wanted to name one of his daughters Violetta yeah. after one of the um, one of the Verdi operas. Uh, which uh, nonno is this? This is my dad's dad. Oh, so it would have been Violetta Viola. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? And I also I Googled what Beautiful. opera came from, and it came from... Um, La Traviata, which means yeah, the La fallen Traviata. woman. Mm-hmm. Why would you name your daughter the uh, song a uh, character from the fallen woman? But I don't know. Maybe it's folklore. I don't even know if it's true. Yeah. But thank God, my nonna, if it happened, put a stamp in it. Yeah. Violetta Viola is. Oof, <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> that is double V. Yeah. I love that. But then on my mum's side, they, my mum's parents were very. Very modern and loved, mm. you know, they went to lots of dances and balls and, yeah. like, they were yeah. very modern. I don't really think they listened to a lot of Italian music. My nonno loved Americana, loved. Like, oh. I'm amazed that we aren't American because he was obsessed with Cowboys and Elvis. That song. And, and like, Johnny Cash. Um, but, yeah. Well, that song, Tu Fala Americano, that's about him. Do you know that song? <laughs> no. Okay, I'll... I'll play it. It's for about you now. who? Your nonno. This is it. Oh, 
tuo fa l'americano, americano, americano. I think uh, in more recent years there was some sort of remix. There was a remix because yeah, it was in that. the Inbetweeners movie. Yeah, and right. And it became a major hit. Um, I think it stems from... Um, you know, after the Second World War, Americans coming into Italy and the American soldiers being, like, you know, top-notch, I guess. You know, right. like, post post the war. I, I, I think he became obsessed with American culture. Right. And so when they moved to Australia, I like they listened to Italian music still, but it wasn't, mm. and I really don't remember it. Um, and just Dean Martin, like them loving Dean Martin. Well, that, that's what the song is about. It's uh, you want to be American, you want to listen to rock and roll, you want to drink whiskey and soda, you want to play him, baseball, yeah. but you're born in Italy. Yeah, <laughs> so tr- it's so true. <laughs> oh but, my god! Yeah, so that's why, like, I don't really have a connection to you know mm. real like Italian. But I also, it, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Dean Martin is in my mind like. It, which is so funny because he sings half love an, him. he sings half an Italian, love half an him. American. Because mm. he was yeah, mm. um, I did. He's from Abruzzo as well. Yeah, yeah. I did some research on Dean Martin. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, because he was born. He, I think he was he was born in the states, but his folks were Abruzzese, ah, and then ah, they moved over to America. And he, but he learned to tell. Um, pardon me. He learned English in primary school, so you know he was a proper you know immigrant. Yeah, kid. Well, he d- he does a version of uh, Nel Blue. Yeah, he calls yeah. it Volare though. Volare. Yeah, it's such a beautiful song. That's Amore. Hello. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, uh, Dean yeah. Martin's best of That's is, awesome. yeah, it was a, a favorite in our house. Yeah, we listen to it a lot. So it's a good fusion. Oh that yeah, one? yeah. Dean Martin. I, lo- I love it. It's so. It's just. But it's also. It's so. You know, like rap packy, like yeah. old school swooner. Yeah, um, sway, you know, but I think the thing about Dean Martin was it's like the same thing that they did in the 50s and 60s in America, you know, like they fetishized Hawaii. Yeah. Sophia Loren's coming out. Italians are so interesting. Roman holiday, you know, like everything's so bougie and like, ooh, so, but like not too much. Just a little bit. Like yeah. sprinkle some Italian into this music, please. So why do you think you don't know, um, did he immigrate here? Yes. To, why do you think he came here instead of America? Or because that more was the people. opportunity. So I think there was definitely the discussion of going to America. Yeah. Um, but uh, all, a lot of their friends, lots of people seem to be moving to Australia. Yeah, so it seemed like the right thing knew. to do. Yeah. 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 But uh, it very easily could have been American. But also I wouldn't have been born. <laughs> because... <laughs> I very easily could have been American or not existed. Well, I guess it's not as if... You, uh, yeah, yeah, you wouldn't... Sorry, that's yeah. such a dumb thing to say. No, obviously, because it wouldn't have been the combination of your parents. Yeah, that's exactly right. Sperm and egg. Oh, there we go. <laughs> this is uh, sex education and culture today. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, so I guess it's really funny when you play music like that, which is so silly because, mm. like, I have... I had four Italian grandparents. They were all very, I guess they were very proud to be Italian, yeah. but they, I don't really have memories of them listening to like piano accordion, mandolini kind mm. of music. In my head, it's very Godfather, very Southern. I just don't have a connection to it. So when I hear it, it's just like, yeah, right. it reminds me of, like I said, like primary school or like Italian C- classes. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Like, oh, it's Italian day. Um, well, let's eat gelati and like listen to piano accordion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it is, but uh, like, so it is, um, 
it's a big thing in Italian culture to have dances and that's something they've brought here mm-hmm. through the Italian clubs yeah. and, um, you know, having big ballos. Um, yeah. I have a joke. Every time I drive past the San Remo ballroom, I'm like, that's where I was conceived. <laughs> I'm going to cut that out. That's a weird joke, but it is true. I no, say it all the time. funny. <laughs> I like I, it. I made, it was a joke that I made when I first started dating Alex because I used to always just exaggerate my culture just to see what he would believe. Yep. Like I made a joke and I said that Franco Cozzo was my uncle and, you know, I was conceived in the San Remo ballroom. One, why the fuck would my parents ever tell me that? Wake up. Why would you be – if Franco Cozzo was your uncle, wouldn't you be conceived at Franco Cozzo because he's got heaps of beds there oh my instead God. of San Remo ballroom? Uh, Duh. Zeal wouldn't let that shit fly, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um He's so, not my uncle, obviously. Um, yeah, obviously they like doing uh, ball dancing, etc. But I, I think one of the most famous dances in Italy is the tarantella. Mm-hmm. And now I have read about the the origins of it. There's actually an amazing um, episode of um, Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown. Rest in peace, beautiful yes, man. Yes, um, incredible show. And this particular sh- episode, he goes to southern Italy and. Um, he uh, discovers the uh, tradition and heritage behind the tarantella and it was thought that um, people, particularly women, could, when they got bitten by a tarantula, could send them into a, you know, a fit of... Uh, a dance frenzy. A, a dance... Well, the dance frenzy was to get rid of... Um, the poison It was and like the bite. to sweat it out. Yeah, to sweat it out. Um, so they don't die from the bite. And, um, yeah, so it began as a real kind of frenzied dance. And, um, a survival technique, which is kind of insane because it's the complete opposite of what you should do if you get any kind of venom yeah. in your system. You should yeah. not move. You should try and stop the venom from getting to your heart instead of sweating and making your blood run faster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that as a as a concept for a dance. Yeah, I think this one would be closer to the traditional frenzied one. This is sort of a tarantella that I recognise that we would dance to at weddings, etc. For us at Italian weddings, I've been to the Tarantella is a staple. Um, how about you? I'm gonna, I'm gonna break your heart. Mm-hmm. I have never in my life danced the Tarantella. <gasps> I am <laughs> shook. You're shook. I can see it in your eyes. It's WTF. No. Like not never at a wedding. Never or anything? in my life. Why? Do, are people just more modern and they just like don't have Italian music or they just I think, don't? Okay. Oh, I, I'm from the north. Yes. It doesn't seem. It's not something yes. we do. I've. I never mm. heard my nonni talk about yep. it. I've yep, never yep, seen yep, it yep. at a wedding. Um. No. I mean, I've been. Uh, this is crazy. I've been to. Multiple Italian weddings, but they've all had – they've all been fairly modern. Yeah. Um, and also none of them have been southern yep. weddings or, you know, from southern Italian families. Um, I've been to a Greek wedding and I've done the Zorba. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But that's I haven't sick. done the Tarantella. Sorry. Um, well, no, Sorry that actually break your heart. makes a lot of sense now that you remind me of being from the north because as well as um, cuisine and language and a lot of other things in Italy, it is very regional. Mm-hmm. Even the music. I mean, the music and the folk songs that I listened to growing up, they're, you know, specific to Abruzzo. There's songs about, like, my parents' region, Molise, which is it's the least famous region in Italy and there's even a joke in Italy, um, Molise doesn't exist. Like, hashtag Molise doesn't exist. But, um, yeah, music is very regional and Tarantella is obviously more from the south. And um, it started as a... Yeah, this frenzied uh, tradition of the tarantula and now has turned into a popular dance at weddings. No less dangerous, I think, especially (laughs) if my dad is involved. (laughs) Because basically you get around in a circle and everyone's putting, you know, you go like right foot, left foot, one in front of the other and it gets faster and faster as it goes on and everyone's pulling and then all of a sudden like someone like pulls everyone into the middle of the circle, oh, usually my dad, and, like, weaves in and out and stuff. There's always so one. It, your parents listen to more modern stuff? Yes. So not even – my dad definitely didn't listen to Italian music. No. And wouldn't. Um, as a point – oh, did he have a bit of that thing that we had yeah, in, I guess like, it, well, rejecting I, his, the his dad was listening to opera. Yeah. And I don't really have a strong pull on what my nonna would have been listening to. Like yeah. I don't, re- like you said, like I don't really remember nonna listening to music at home. But she was always singing. Mm. But mm. I don't really remember it being like anything specifically. Um, but my dad, you know, my dad grew up in the seventies. Like he was a teenager in the seventies, so like he was going to pubs and listening to rock music. And he thought he was like, you know, cool, cool guy. Cool guy. Um, so, and my mum was listening to disco and stuff. But she started listening to Italian music. I guess she was twenty one when she first went to Italy. Yeah. Um, and but it's very interesting because I remember when we were really little, I was about five or six, my parents went to Italy for a handful of weeks and she came back with all these albums and it was like you kind of had to, at the time, it's like pre-internet really and online shopping, you'd either have to go to specialty Italian stores in Melbourne and most of that stuff is like piano accordion music Mondo and music yeah, Mondo, yeah you know Street. like there's a lot of stuff I'm sure there's good stuff in there but like I don't really remember my mum going there but like when people would go overseas like you would get and my mum an album she'd give you like a list of things oh, to try and that's find awesome. so she listened to like I said before like 70s like Claudio Baglione is very like romantic like slow you know it's like mum music mm-hmm. and I think I rejected it because it was just you know daggy and yeah. in researching this to get a better understanding of what my mum was listening to I was listening to Eros Ramazzotti and now yeah. me and Alex my partner <laughs> are into it we love it oh my god he does He's- a duet with Tina Turner that fucking kills he's great he's amazing he is legit great i i yeah i hated him for years and i remember being like listen to this shit alex look i fucking hated this when Mm. i was a teenager and then we started listening to it legit i'm not joking i Mm. I dig it the song that he does with Cher, oh it gets you in the heart yeah right i have half the time i have no idea what he's talking about and he's very nasally but i love him yeah i'm into it great so yeah i've done a full flip now full flip i don't think i could listen to claudio bolioni it's a bit it's a bit too much but Eros. Yeah. My parents, like, now they're listening to, well, 
you know, over the years. My mum loves Andrea Bocelli. Oh, yeah. She loves Patrizio Buone, who does, <laughs> yes. like, heaps of covers of Italian. Yes. She loves him. He's so, like, schmoozy. And he's such a, like, mum person to lie. Like, he's, like, yeah. clean cut, he's, always he's wearing a suit. He's the Michael Bublé of Italy. Yeah. He is. Yes, yeah. he is. He really is. He exactly he's, is. He's quite, he's, he's very big. He's the boob big. of Italy. He's the boob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... But they also really love Albano. Yeah. And he's great. They, um, they went to see him in concert here in Australia. Yeah. Um, I've decided I've got two favourite songs that really weren't introduced to me by my parents, something that I've discovered in my life mm-hmm. that I've just... And I saw that one of them was on your playlist already, Ooh. Umberto Tozzi's Gloria, which is oh, yes. famously covered by that American woman. Famous, I can't remember her name. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but the Umberto Tozzi version is awesome. It's a banger and a half. That yep. song just inspires high kicks. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely a good... Like, I mean, the American version is very... It's fine, but... Umberto Totti really kills it. I, I will admit, I do not know the lyrics to that song, but I love it so much that when I sing along, I do this thing. It's not, you it's, feel like you know them. Yeah, sometimes um, I pl- make gibberish up, but sometimes I'm like, I'll be like, Gloria, mangia la banana, dove cabaneto. And just will just say like, the right. toilet. Yeah. <laughs> but I, look, I wouldn't be surprised if they were the lyrics oh, of Italian yeah. songs. No, exactly. It's so crazy. So it is fun to, like, make up my own my own versions. Yeah. Like. But that song, I mean, first off, what an opening. Oh. Like, that's one of the best song openings <laughs> to any song ever. Oh, yeah. It's it so is extra. Um, he's also amazing. got amazing hair. Just, like, side note. Everything about Umberto Sozzi is extra. So my other favourite pop song is from the 60s by Mina. Mina's a huge Italian pop star yeah. and very famous Italian pop star, but she's got this song called Se Telefonando, which is really, like, dramatic and over the top, and I love it. But the best part about it is it's basically like this guy, the lyrics are like, I broke this guy breaks up with me, but if he'd called me, I was going to break up with him. I would have said goodbye, <laughs> I and I that. love it. But, like, this is the best part about it. So, like, it's got these like, really bitchy lyrics, and the music's so, like, swoony and sad. And the music's by Ennio Morcone, the guy oh, that did all the Sergio Leone movies. Yeah. He's, like, an amazing, fi- like, film music maker and has done all this incredible work. And then I didn't realise that he was writing pop songs in the 60s, too. Listen to it. Play it now. Let's have a listen. It's so epic, this song.
I love it. It's very spirally. Oh, yeah. She's, she's having a total breakdown. She's crying. She's like, I would have broken up with you. I love it. It's so... It's awesome. Beautiful. But if you don't know what she's singing about, she, you know, you know she's singing about sadness. But mm. I love that it's like, I would have... I wouldn't have done this. You've just disappeared. We had this beautiful fling and you left me. I might have left you. But yeah. she's heartbroken. Who hasn't a, been there, by the way? You don't need a ghost me. Yeah. But. It's the OG ghost song. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, most people would know, uh, more people would know Tintarella di Luna. Yes. Which is another one of hers. Also, if, in, if we bring it up every episode, I'm happy, looking for Ala Brandy. There you go, tick. <laughs> did Sonia and Mal it talk about is. looking for Ala Brandy this episode? Yes, we did. At tick. the end of looking for Ali Brandy. It's Perhaps great. throughout. Let's I think have it's a just at the end. Tintarella di Luna. Twist. Oh, it's 100%. a great twist song. I was just thinking so we need to have a party. I honestly just thought we need to throw a party and just play. We need to throw a ballo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Traditional ballo. Yeah. Um, I'll get someone to play the fisarmonica, the piano accordion. <laughs> you know, my cousin in Italy has been posting, he's young, he's younger than me, um, posting um, videos of him playing songs on the piano accordion. It's quite beautiful. That is beautiful. Um, but it reminded me of something um, that my dad did when he was in Italy last. Uh, they do this thing, it's called La Serenata, and one of our cousins was getting married. And I'm not sure how long before the wedding, but in the town they get a whole group of, um, you know, the friends and relatives together and someone's playing the piano accordion and they're all singing walking through the town with the groom wow. and he walks to his bride's house and stops under her window <laughs> and then she came out of the house with them all serenading her. That's and so adorable. Is this a traditional thing or this is just something that they decided to do? No, it is a traditional thing. I'm not sure if it's um, regional or just a particular town. Mm. Um, how how far romantic. Extent. What did they sing? Oh, I'm not too sure, but I will endeavour very hard to find the video of yeah. that. Yeah, oh, my God, that's very sweet. Yeah, it oh. is very cool. See, we just said the OG ghost song, and now this is like the OG, like, dance mob. Yeah. It's like a, a – how romantic. It, it's like – it is so romantic. I mean, what would someone do here? They'd just text you, you up? Like, <laughs> not going to serenade through but the streets Were they already you. engaged? They were engaged. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. so romantic. Mm, it is I, so romantic. Oh, I like that. That's that's great. Yeah. I just I have this thing. No, I don't care what you're singing. I don't care if it's out of tune. When people sing in groups, I get goosebumps. Yeah, I like and I tear up. I can't control it. It's so embarrassing. People coming together to sing. It is. It, it's yeah. It affects you. It gets to your bones. It does. And I think that's what was so moving about um, the people in Italy who had been singing off their balconies. Yes. Um, um, during their, you know, severe lockdowns, um, you know, they were hit really hard and they were one of the first countries to have, like, very severe social distancing mm -hmm. and to get through it they were singing off their balconies, yeah. they were playing. I even saw these 
DJ set. This guy had his decks. I think it was somewhere in Toronto. Mm. Uh, sorry, Torino. I think it was somewhere in Torino, yeah. and um, he had a DJ deck on his balcony on Saturday night and was like That's so clean sick. songs. I even saw um, old older couples um, dancing on their balconies. Well, I guess the thing is Italy is a small country with lots of people in it and yeah. they've always been accustomed to apartment life. Like unless you live out yep. in the country, if you live in a city, you usually live in a pretty small a flat, apartment, a house. But, you know, like it's... They're used to small living. To be locked in a house like that for such a small, yeah. pardon me, such a long amount of time in a, such a small space would, it would it would really affect your mental health. One of the first, um, now a lot of entertainment music specifically is moving online mm-hmm. and um, one of the first sort of Instagram live uh, videos that I watched was from an Italian singer, Mahmoud, which is... Uh, one of my favourite singers, uh, not just Italian, in the world. Absolutely <laughs> love him. And, um, yeah, it was for during the first period of their severe lockdown. We were, yeah, far from that yet. So he was kind of um, just started, he went live and was playing his piano from his house and was singing to his fans. Yeah, he's one of my favourite uh Artists. How did you discover him? I discovered him on Eurovision and Eurovision uh, can be a bit lame and extra and oh, crazy. I love it, I love it because it's extra. I'm always disappointed when it's like a bit toned back and I don't see anything on fire and there's no like lion lion hologram screaming trolls you you know like I want Eurovision to be crazy and like that's why you watch it um and the music is sometimes secondary but I genuinely um uh love his songs and particularly the song that he sung there he he run he won the um San Remo um competition which is a song competition Mm. that runs in Italy and that's televised and then um took his song to Eurovision and he did not win. He was absolutely robbed. <laughs> Isn't that everyone says it about everyone every no, year? Usually, I mean, the Italians have had some very, very poor entrance. Um, <laughs> but I loved his song. Um, this is Soldi okay. that he sung at Eurovision. <laughs> So part of the song is also in Arabic because um, he has an Egyptian background as well. Um, so it it's, was, yeah, it was really It's very cool. cool. It yeah. sounds, he sounds like. Uh, kind of like Sam Smithy. Yeah, Th- right. that kind of like he's got a beautiful voice. Very beautiful very voice. Cool. Yeah, very cool. That so cool. I guess my transition has been um, as a child listening to folk music and being, "What the hell? This is hurting my head." And um, then kind of picking up some songs that I loved along the way, and now just totally loving this Italian pop star. <laughs> That's great, though. He's very cool. Yeah. I think it's really funny. I My Italian seems to be getting worse. 
However, your Italian language, my Italian language <laughs> definitely seems to be getting worse, which is very sad, but also like definitely my own fault. And my parents, come on, guys. Um, <laughs> um, but I feel like I, especially now, considering I went in to hate Eros Ramazzotti and make fun of him, and now I'm a fan. Within you know, within a handful of songs, I was converted. I just needed to listen to um, Puke Poi with um, Cher. It's very romantic. Yeah, I don't know. I think Italian disco music is amazing and so much fun. And, like, rediscovering Mina and learning more about Mina and, like, I guess just, like, Morricone making pop music in the 60s. Like, there's so much cool Italian history in, in with music and, like, modern music. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think my understanding of it has developed and I, I'm less like, oh, lime. It's, it's cool. I mean, it's Great. actually kind of funny. I think more modern Italian music is lame. Like, I don't, like, the rap music and, like, they've got, like, this really intense, like, pop music. But the thing is, I think it's lame because I don't really like that music you think anyway, it's like, like um, have you heard the uh, techno version of the Tarantella? <laughs> That is some insane shit. I mean, <laughs> I, when I mean lame, I mean, like, it's all Top 40 stuff and it all sounds the same because it all kind of sounds like the same stuff that you hear on Top 40 now that all sounds the same. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm not yeah, into it because I think I'm not into the yeah. English version of it. But it's really funny that now as I'm getting older, I'm really appreciating You're the 60s and 70s gems. Yeah, yeah. work that was coming out that when I was a kid I probably would have hated. Mm. But I love it and I love listening. Dean Martin to me, and listening to the best of Dean Martin is like Christmas time, making tortellini with my mom. Oh, that's and beautiful. Even though Dean Martin, like you should obviously be listening to like Frank and Bing on Christmas, but I love listening to Dean. Like that's amore, yeah. and like volare and relaxevu. Like it's just, it takes me there, and I like it now as that thing. Volare, oh, egandare. Oh. Also to listen to opera more. So I, uh, we went to see Salome at the end of last year and now that uh, the National Theatre and, you know, opera is readily available on the internet, I am trying to get better. I also stole a copy of Luciano Pavarotti's uh, <laughs> Greatest Hits on Vinyl from my mum. <laughs> Just great. for the lulls, to be fair. But it is actually an amazing album and I'm trying to broaden my horizons. I've been to the opera a few times. Mm. I love the movie Moonstruck and I love Cher and she loves the opera so I think I should, you know, I guess realistically basically what I'm trying to say is I am trying to be better and I'm trying to speak better Italian and I think by listening to music it will help me. Oh, absolutely. I think that's a great way of learning and I'm just making an effort to um, look up lyrics 
while I'm listening too because you can just sing along and sing along and not know some of the words but yeah. then when you look at the lyrics it, it just music just cements things in your head like you can learn so much in school and you don't remember anything but you learn you remember the lyrics of like every song you listen to as it a preteen you, like yeah. it helps if you learn the lyrics because in my head I just make up words and that's <laughs> like I can't learn la banana. <laughs> it's I mean Gloria is a good song oh. to make a joke out of I mean you know to make a joke song out of because yeah. it's just yeah. it's well paced so do yourself a favor guys listen to Gloria by Umberto Tozzi and tell me you don't hear those words Yes, and listen to our next episode of the podcast. Very beautiful segue. That was great. Yes, uh, thanks we- for listening. We'll be back um, with another episode with a guest next time. Ooh, we've got interviews coming up. We do. We're going to be once again talking to people um, with all, all different backgrounds who have come to this country uh, or their parents have and have amazing stories to share. If you've enjoyed our episode, please um uh, rate and subscribe follow us on facebook follow us on instagram we'll be posting some embarrassing things from sonia's childhood (laughs) and mel's maybe just specifically your angsty childhood um we have set up a patreon that will help us um continue to bring this podcast to you and continue to um keep it at um a great quality and have more amazing guests so if you would like to support us um you can check out our patreon page uh who the bloody hell are we on patreon and um that will be very much appreciated until next week ciao bella ciao bella Thanks for listening to Who the Bloody Hell Are We? If you like what you're hearing, subscribe, rate and review us on your podcast app of choice. Audio production and original music is by Andre Christodoulou. Search for us on Facebook for more information about our guests, fun content and to keep the conversation going. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh-huh.